Well, sadly, I think we knew with the rain that uh, numbers were going to be a bit down this year for our feast day. But it's a wonderful thing to do to come together for a parish feast day. And we as a parish have one of the all-time greats as our patron, St. Anthony of Padua. So as I think most of you know, I've just been away for a week with some of the parishioners on pilgrimage to Medjugorje. And what I didn't realise until I was there was just how big St. Anthony is in their local devotion in Croatia. Everywhere there are statues of him. Um, He's one of their big three saints. And actually pretty much anywhere you go in the world, uh, he is among the most popular of all the saints. He's one of the greats. Well, tonight I'd like to focus on one detail about him that we can see portrayed in the statue of him that we have. Um, that statues of him typically have three things, and ours has all three. They typically have a lily for his purity. They typically have a Bible, because he was a great preacher. Um, And they also typically have, as ours has, him holding the baby Jesus, holding the baby Jesus and presenting him to the world, in part because he's a preacher, but also... Because the baby Jesus is deeply significant in the preaching and teaching of St. Anthony. So why is the baby Jesus important to St. Anthony? Well, he's important on one level simply because he's a Franciscan. Uh, So St. Anthony um, lived, just overlapped in his life with St. Francis. Um, there's reason to think he would have actually met St. Francis of Assisi uh, when St. Francis had first founded his order and rapidly grew um, under the amazing holiness of St. Francis. And St. Francis had a great devotion to the baby Jesus. So much so that Christmas cribs, we only have Christmas cribs because of St. Francis. So for us today, we can hardly imagine keeping Christmas without having a Christmas crib. And yet it was St. Francis who invented the Christmas crib scene, who created, um, described historically, the first Christmas crib as a visual display of um, what happened in that first nativity. And so, like St. Francis, St. Anthony has a devotion to the baby Jesus. And in the life of St. Anthony, there's a particular event that is recorded um, that kind of indicates to us something of his intimacy with the baby Jesus. At the last decade or so of his life, um, St. Anthony was living in Padua, he was outside of Padua. He had a, a hermitage, a hermitage that he was allowed to have on the, the grounds of um, one of the rich nobles, Count Tiso. And one night, Count Tiso was passing by the little hermitage of um, St. Anthony. And it was dark, but there was this bright light streaming out through all the cracks and the windows. And so Count Tiso um, was curious and he peered in. And what he could see was St. Anthony with the baby Jesus 
and communicating with the baby Jesus. And when St. Anthony saw that he'd been spied on, that he'd been observed, he, he begged the Count not to tell anyone, or at least not to tell anyone while he was alive. So it's only after he died that this was um, made public. But in that vision, or rather that public exposing of, of that vision, there's a glimpse of how in his interior life, St. Anthony had this great devotion and communion to the infant Jesus, as is portrayed in that statue. But St. Anthony was a great teacher, a great preacher. He converted many people um, to the Lord, and he had a particular focus in his preaching, and it was on the humanity of Jesus, that Jesus was really human, that he had a, a real flesh that he'd taken on. And following St. Francis, he had two things that he focused this on. The cross, that Jesus was truly crucified, that he could only be crucified because he truly had a human nature, a human body. And so the crucifix and the stations of the cross are a big part of the Franciscan legacy to us and part of what St. Anthony was preaching. But the second thing that with that um, was the Franciscan and St. Anthony's focus on the humanity of Jesus was on the infant, the baby Jesus, that God himself had taken flesh as a baby in Bethlehem. Baby born in the stable and laid in the manger. And for St. Anthony, who was such an incredible teacher that he's one of the few numbers of those down the centuries who's given the title Doctor of the Church, he teaches a lot about this in terms of the flesh. That God has come in the flesh. The flesh that we see on the cross, the flesh that we see in the baby Jesus. And so the flesh is a place where we can meet the Lord, because the flesh is a place where God has come to meet us. And so the flesh, even things of pleasure, can be a place where we are with God. That the goodness of God Part of how we see that, part of how we experience that, is in the flesh. So at the risk of sounding very mundane, the barbecue we're going to have very shortly, well, that's an experience of the flesh. That if you enjoy your burger tonight, um, well, you're enjoying the flesh of a cow, I suppose, but, but even more than that, in your physical human flesh, you are tasting, you are enjoying the flavour. Well, that's a gift that God has given you. And this focus on the goodness of the flesh is part of the teaching of St. Anthony. Now, St. Anthony did also, we might note, live extreme poverty, like St. Francis. 
So the flesh is good, but the flesh isn't to be overindulged. One burger tonight is good, but ten burgers? You know, one beer, that's good. Um, But ten? He lived poverty. So he taught that the flesh is good, the flesh is where we meet God, the flesh is a gift to us from God, but it does need moderation. But he taught, and this is the main focus, and I'm kind of coming to a conclusion with this, he taught against the dominant heresy of his day, a heresy um, followed by those called Cathar, the Cathars. And they had a very negative view of the human flesh. They thought that the flesh was in itself evil from um, a wicked source. That pleasure was itself evil. Pleasure was itself to be avoided. They fasted and fasted to such an extreme degree that many of them killed themselves fasting. And it might seem hard to think that Um, It was a fashionable doctrine of the time, but it it was very fashionable to kill yourself by fasting in the 12th century. Um, The Cathars were seen as kind of a strong, super devout. They were, you know, not having any of this pleasure business. But that isn't the Catholic faith. That the Catholic faith has a balance to it. That yes, Um, We should discipline our body. Yes, we should fast. Yes, we shouldn't overindulge. But the teaching of the Franciscans, the teaching of St. Anthony, his presenting to us the flesh of the baby Jesus, is telling us that the flesh is a gift from God and the flesh is a place where we can meet God. So as we eat our barbecue tonight, Let's rejoice in the goodness of the flesh and rejoice in the flesh of the baby Jesus presented to us by Saint Anthony.